Welcome back to episode two of the Dynasty podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening to the first one. For those who did, it seems like we had a pretty good uh, engagement rate and excitement for just another way to spend time talking about and learning and thinking about Dynasty and fantasy football. Uh, so welcome to episode two. Uh, we're back, me and Caleb. Uh, I think I have you on with me. Uh, how you doing? I am doing good. Noah fresh off back from Greece over there. Thank you for staying up a little late for for recording this one for me here. Uh, loved the feedback from everyone on the podcast. I think I didn't know Noah. Did you see how many viewers we had? Did we get all? Ooh, all well, ten you people know, or not? Well, I got I got some stats um, that there were twenty one listeners, but I think that double counts people <laughs> who listen multiple times. And I know I like at least clicked on it. You know like three or four times at different points to make sure it was working. So we'll see. Did everyone listened to it four or five times to boost the view count. Yeah, I yeah. also found out Michael got an ad while he was listening. So I'm expecting a little, oh. little kickback somewhere along the way. The little 10 cents. Yeah. I mean, you know, with a, with an audience of 10, um, revenue is going to be pretty high. So we've, uh, we've got that going for us, but, yeah, excited to be back. Um, still jet lagged from Greece. It's we're recording at like nine thirty at night, which is like four thirty a.m. in Greece. So um, I'll be going to bed after this. But uh, had to get another podcast going here. Uh, there's been some activity since I've been gone. Uh, so tried to keep up with some of that. Tried to respond to Brian on some of his trade requests while I was in Greece. But you know. That's just going to be normal life these days from what I'm learning. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive in here. Uh, we'll, we've got a special guest uh, for segment one, and then um, we'll review some trades that have gone on and then end the, the episode with another uh, rant of the week from Caleb here. So we can go ahead and hop into segment one. And for segment one, our first special guest of the the podcasting season, I guess we'll say, uh, is going to be Preston, who's one of our new members. So, Preston, are you here with us? What's up? Love that. So, Preston, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you grew up in Cleveland with some of the guys, um, but for some of the other guys who maybe don't know who you are, let's give a little background on on you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think I know mo- not everybody in the league, but most of the people in the league. Um, so Caleb and I actually grew up like together pretty much. He's a couple years younger than me. I grew up with Caleb's sisters. Um, yeah, from Ohio, uh, you know, Will, Charlie, uh, let's see who else, Caleb and Jacob from, from high school and even Brian. Brian and I go way back as well. We were in the same grade. Uh, and then some of the other people in the league, uh, like Noah and Maya, although I don't I didn't really know Maya much at Taylor, um, but I went to Taylor as well. Mike, uh, Jordan, I know who you are, but uh, I don't know if we've talked all that much, except for probably a few trades that you didn't like that I sent <laughs> your way. Uh, but I get it. Um, so, yeah, I graduated from Taylor in 2016. So 
little older than a few of you guys, but uh, this is my first Dynasty League experience, and it's it's just my Madden franchise mode minus the salary caps plus any trades I want. That is exactly <laughs> how I like to view it there, Preston, too, of I am just creating a Madden roster, and if I took this roster to Madden, how would it pan out? So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Preston, we're, we're excited to have you in the league um, and, uh, you know, bringing some extra activity here in the offseason. So we, uh, we we appreciate it. And uh, it's good. To, I didn't realize how many of the, the league members you already know in one way or another. So, um, yeah, definitely cross paths. You know, Alan married Ivy when, you know, I knew Ivy for a long time. So, uh, yeah, go way back with a lot of these people, which is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I'm guessing this answer is some of what you've already shared. But why why the interest in in the league? Why why join a dynasty league? Um, you know, I, I think Caleb kept mentioning all of last season, like, "Hey, are we going to expand the league?" Because Preston keeps asking me about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why uh, why why the interest in, in joining? Let me let me also preface this conversation to everybody. I have no clue what their questions are. So I'm coming up with answers <laughs> on the spot. Um, but no, I think dynasty has always been interesting to me. Um, the idea of keeping the team from year to year, growing, rebuilding, selling, all of that was, was cool. Um, I'm, I'm in a pretty serious like redraft league. It's a one keeper league with some other uh, actually, well, not all Taylor guys, but a lot of Taylor guys. And, uh, you know, that that's super fun and intense, but dynasty is, is just like a whole nother ball game. And it, it's cool that it goes all off season or at least part of the off season. And yeah, draft picks, there's trading with draft picks and yeah, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I did bug Caleb a lot. Uh, I was like, hey man, has Noah said we can join yet? Hey man, has Noah said we can join yet? Hey man, did you vote? You vote on this yet? Uh, I think a lot of it birthed. Uh, Caleb and I shared a fun bonding experience at Waffle House. Um, we did. I, think that, I was yeah. hoping you were going to bring that up. Yeah. Oh yeah. You did, we didn't. I would have. We spent a chunk of time. Um, I lost my other league. Caleb lost the Dynasty League, and so yeah, I think. That's where, where this really birthed. I think we were talking about it, and then after sitting for, what, 10 hours, 8 hours, whatever it was, yeah. he was long. like, man, yeah, we, I, <laughs> I need to get in this Dynasty League and then never go to Waffle House again. <laughs> well, that's what sold me, you know, on the whole bringing you in. Is I heard that you also lost your league. So, <laughs> you know, Oh, let's bring another not? kid who sucks into this league. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually your top selling point there, Preston, so. Hey, I'll you in. So that's that's a your other league's a one keeper league. Who who's your one keeper? I'm curious. You're not gonna like this, Noah. Oh boy. It's gonna be Deshaun Watson for a twelfth round pick. <laughs> no. Because he oh. went un, he went undrafted in our draft last year, which means in our league rules, undrafted players get to be kept for a twelfth rounder. And there's just value there, Noah. I mean Can I turn down value? <laughs> It's all right, man. I I sent Caleb a trade request for Joe Mixon like last week, so um, I'm yeah. Nobody nobody's above reproach here. My morality <laughs> comments, um, but yeah, watching and he's in his own league for me. 
Um, <laughs> we we also didn't really get into Preston in your intro that you have also hosted a podcast though. You did not bring that that piece of information. Oh out. yeah, I just tonight dusted out the uh, cardboard box that says podcast gear. Uh, so <laughs> and what is in that box for podcast gear? Um, microphone, some headphones. Okay. Uh, a little spit guard for the microphone and uh, some random cables. Are we using any of that tonight? Uh, the mic and the headphones. What okay. wasn't about to get the spit guard going? <laughs> well, maybe our little, our homemade podcast, as Michael would have put it, uh, will sound a little better with Preston's microphone in it. So. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? So what was the, what was the podcast that you had about? Oh, yeah. It was called Just a Bit Outside. Um, Funny enough, it started as a radio show at Taylor University. And we had about two listeners, which was cool. Um, Our moms. And then after we graduated, we're like, you know what? We just like talking about sports. uh, Me and a couple other buddies. And we decided to just record it. And if anybody listens, they listen. Um, We actually had some pretty legit guests on the show. Um, Jay Billis from ESPN. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Rick Buecher. I think he was with TNT at the time. Um, yeah, some and athletes. Mike Hunt yeah. as well. Melvin Hunt. Yep, Melvin Hunt. Melvin Hunt. Yeah. Um, some some pitchers, some major league players. Uh, we were in talks to get a couple other big people, and then the podcast kind of just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. say though, we had we were getting upwards of three hundred plus listeners a week. So what, watch what out, world! What sparked the what sparked the leave of the podcast round? Then uh, law school, getting married, um, having kids, all that just <laughs> ran out of time. Could have been something there, Preston. Yeah, because everybody wants to listen to three random dudes on the internet talk about sports. <laughs> I, I guess that's what we're doing I now. Do that so. on a daily, so. <laughs> exactly what we're doing. Every right podcast now. I listen to is basically that. So, <laughs> how do you Pleasure. how do you get Jay Billis on your podcast? Like, like how does that process even happen? It's a secret. I can't tell you. All right. But no, I can. I mean, I, basically, I had a nice template email that I would just send out to anybody and everybody, and in hopes of of people replying. And uh, funny story though, Jay Billis hopped on our podcast at the uh, March Madness, and he had just been on ESPN for twenty four straight hours. And for whatever reason, he agreed to come talk to us for thirty minutes. He was not the happiest camper. Um, we had a little technical issues and he was not the nicest, but it was a good interview and it was fun. <laughs> no, all I heard is they had two listeners to start. And from what you just told me, we had 21. So yep. sky's the limit, baby. Going places. Yeah, right. That's right. We just got to get on the radio and uh, <laughs> start broadcasting. Everyone needs to know about what Preston feels about his specific dynasty team and our specific <laughs> dynasty league. So that's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, Preston, for just giving us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we'll, we'll hop into, you know, some actual fancy football uh, talk and just, um, you know, when you look at, at your team and just breaking down, 
coming into the league, obviously the the way that your team has been constructed of uh, grabbing players from different teams, um, you know, kind of bringing it all together, uh, trading some picks back and forth uh, and where it stands today. Just what, what are your general thoughts for your team and, and coming into year one here and looking to compete? Yeah, I thought, first off, I thought the, the, I thought the expansion draft was a lot of fun. Um, definitely more strategy to it with Brian and I both starting um, and, you know, kind of competing for those. I'm sure everybody knew the rules, but like we could only take up to three players from a team. And so there was kind of like, oh, I could take this player, but this player, Brian wouldn't be able to take anybody else from that team. Mm. Um, so maybe that's why he traded for all those Eagles players afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, that was cool. Uh, you know, it's, it's this weird, you know, I, I honestly, I don't even remember what my original team was because I've been wheeling and dealing. Um, but you get like either young, pretty unproven players, or you get kind of older. Um, I wouldn't say washed up, but guys who, you know, in the next two to three years, may not be on rosters so that is interesting dynamic for sure yeah looking at your team i think amari cooper maybe calvin ridley and greg dolchich are the only three that you kept um yeah you're probably right actually (laughs) yeah let's i let's give a brief rundown of of who you've got on in your starting lineup right now, just to reorient the listeners who probably aren't looking at this. So you've got Deshaun Watson uh, starting at QB, sadly. Uh, you got <laughs> Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders running back, Drake London, Amari Cooper, wide receiver, Greg Dulcich, tight end, and then currently Ridley and um, Traylon Burks in the flex positions. And then uh, a hodgepodge Antonio- of bench players. Yeah, you got Antonio Gibson, Alec Pierce, who you stole from my team, Tyquan <laughs> Thornton, uh, and some others on the bench. Yeah, no. Uh, again, kind of this weird mix of could be good if, you know, if Roshan Johnson takes the number one role or even the number two role with a decent opportunity in Chicago, like – he could get in there into the starting lineup. Gibson could potentially. Um, yeah, I think I have, I have some good young guys, but also some guys, you know, Miles Miles Sanders just signed that big old contract, so he probably still has some run. But you know, Nick Chubb, who knows? He's a beast, but in two years, is he doing a Zeke Elliott situation or Ridley? He's an enigma at this point. Amari Cooper's getting old. Um, but I think I can compete, honestly. I don't know if I'll win a ton of games. The goal is just not Waffle House. <laughs> I can't do that to my body again. <laughs> not no, Waffle House. As I was... we discussed, though, if you're going to one Waffle House, you might as well just tank in whatever the other league is to join and just do them at the same time. Mm. Um, no. I don't – no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, that that might be cheating. We might have to uh, enforce a double Waffle House at that point. Or Taco Bell, right? Isn't Taco Bell an option? You could do Taco Bell, yep. Taco Bell is an option. 
<laughs> the probably I would say the preferred option, but you know. I don't know. My toilet might not like it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the Waffle House did not. That was just well, as either, yeah. That was so. just as bad. So. <laughs> like, yeah, that was not good. I love though that you uh, a lot of confidence in the Browns over there. Well, had to get I your figure, boy Deshaun again, so well, lots of confidence I, in him. At this point, I've just got basically the three players. If they're going to score a touchdown, it's going to be one of those three players, right? Yes, that is true. Yeah. Maybe Najoku sneaks in there, but if they score a touchdown, it's one of those guys. Yeah, so hopefully they score touchdowns. That is also the the negative is sometimes the Browns don't score touchdowns. <laughs> we're, and, we're a field goal team, Preston. <laughs> yeah, thank God you don't have kickers. I'd have Cade York getting shanking 30-yarders. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that kind of like leads a little bit into like your division as a whole. Because I think when you look at like competing, you're basically matching your team up against the other teams in your division, which would be Will, Michael Free, and then Maya. And so you're really looking to see like, hey, do I think I can be top two in this division? So you're saying in theory that you would you would argue that your team could be top two, correct? Hey, anything is possible. I've seen love that mindset. I've love seen that. crazier things happen in fantasy. Let me let me brief, uh, just brief brief story. Last year, the reason I didn't make the playoffs in my redraft league, Monday Night Football, Chris Godwin. I'm down by, I don't know. I think six points. Chris, if Chris Godwin scores a touchdown, I win and I I make the playoffs. And once you make the playoffs again, anything can happen. Uh, Tom Brady last maybe two minutes of the game throws a touchdown to Chris Godwin. Oh, look, yellow flag, holding, touchdown reversed, I lose. <laughs> I so, know the exact play you're talking about because I lost about $200 on that exact play, <laughs> having Chris Godwin get a touchdown. So uh, Brutal. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, Saquon sits out a season, which I don't think will happen, but Joe Mixon, you know, gets cut. Uh couple injuries here and there and i don't know there's a chance michael's down we already we already talked about will's team last time which he was very thrilled about (laughs) how his team could not make the playoffs (laughs) and then you've got maya and maya's team which will trickle into my rant of the week so we won't get into that yet but Mm, can't wait (laughs) no it's Again, it's it's just a very strong division, um, but anything is possible. And, uh, you know, I think you've definitely got some pieces here that there is a there is a path to you being very relevant and competing for top two or even the top spot in the division, um, especially if that Brown stack really does materialize and the Browns, you know, Deshaun Watson comes back to uh, comes back to form here. I will say I'm in this weird spot of like, could I compete? Will I be competitive? Sure. Will I win a lot of games? I don't know about that. And, but could I trade some draft picks to get some players that will, you know, give me a chance to compete? Yes. But also do I want to, it's that weird dynasty dilemma of, do I want to trade those? Do I keep them for the next couple of years? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just right. got uh, a, a first back. I forget who the trade was with. Maybe it was Caleb. 
Um, was with me. Yep. I got Michael's first rounder, but yeah, I don't know. Weird. I don't know if I'll be too competitive this year, but I also have some old guys where they might not be good uh, teammates <laughs> next year or the year after. So I'm definitely not saying I can win everything, um, but maybe, maybe that third wild card, uh, maybe it, a second seed in my division if if some injuries and things happen but we'll find out it will be very interesting to see the different approaches that you and brian had coming into this where you've been <laughs> a little bit more reserved on trading your draft picks and brian has used those to go get his guys so it'll be interesting to see kind of like how that pans out over the next couple of years for for the dynasty piece of it yeah for sure yeah, and that, that kind of comes into my next question of, um, you know, your long-term strategy. You kind of hinted at it. And looking just at all the draft picks you've acquired here, I mean, you've you've got a ton over the next three years. Um, you know, four – some of them are third-round picks, but still, like, a lot of, a lot of picks down there um, that you can use in one direction or the other to, to be relevant this year or – um to plan for the future uh one thing that you don't have is your own first round pick for next year um so does that impact the way that you you know think about this year as far as like if you wanted to tank or get down to not the number one picks that you don't have to go to waffle house but Hmm. you know a, a second or third um without having your first round pick what's your thoughts on that dynamic well i would love my pick to be as high or as close to the teens as possible. So after last podcast, Caleb's joyful exuberance gets crushed <laughs> after he's talking smack about me. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I think if we come trade deadline, my team and I'm not competitive, my team could look a lot different. Um, so, Hey, if I'm losing some games, come knocking. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will say the beauty of what Preston has built is he can kind of give it six weeks and see where he's at Mm -hmm. and pretty easily flip some of these guys for some first round picks. Well, Jacob has all the first round picks, so I don't know if he's going to be wanting to, you know, buy his own Nick Chubb back or anybody (laughs) like that. So we'll, we'll see. There's some other ones out there. I don't know. Doesn't he have like five right now? Caleb, Jacob Caleb was the, the king, and then now Jacob's the king of first-rounders. But Jacob also Jacob's has, like, ten players three. on his team. He's got Jacob, Jacob has three, and they may be the three most valuable first-round picks. <laughs> He's got <laughs> – what? You're, you're calling Brian's first-round pick – you're saying Brian's going to finish bottom three in the league? Are we, are we I, I'll Brian say it. <laughs> I will say it. Mark saying, my words. I'm saying there's a real possibility. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all it takes is a couple Eagles bad weeks. Here's the thing. Here's Brian literally, he starts the year 0-1 because he's going to lose the week that the Eagles are on the bot. So he's inherently started 0-1. But every other week, he'll have a full roster, whereas other people will have someone on a bot. <laughs> that, is, that is another way to look at that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. There's the, there's the spin. Uh, that is that is the spin for for that piece. And if the yeah. Eagles score, he will get that touchdown, unless it's Rashad Penny. That 
would be something funny. Or AJ Brown, I guess. All... <laughs> well, Jalen Hurts would give him some points there. Yeah, that he would get points. Yeah, Rashad Penny could be their starting running back. So, yeah, could happen. Shout out to Will, who's housing Rashad Penny and wouldn't trade him to me because <laughs> his exact quote was, "Brian will give me more." So, <laughs> Brian, Brian, go knock it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This is like knowing somebody's weaknesses and just preying on them. <laughs> Will, we just need a little, we need a little more throat. camp talk. <laughs> no, it's, need, yeah. Brian's it, been already sending me the snippets from camps, so we need a little Rashad <laughs> Penny camp talk so I can send it to him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, it, you guys hear fireworks going off outside my house right now? No, little, okay. Little early Fourth of July. Yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. Fourth of July. Some going off last night. So Juneteenth. Right now. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that might be it. Holidays. Um, we don't need but, to get into that right now, though. All right. Last question I have for Preston with you, specifically with your team, Caleb. I don't know if you've got anything left, but you know, Preston, you mentioned you know. Coming off the the initial draft, you know, a lot of uh, either older players or really young, unproven players, um, you've traded since then and kind of gotten some young studs that could be around for a while. So, you know, I I see mainly, you know, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Greg Dulcich, so three rookies who had a pretty good or at least like promising could be a star in the future type guys that you've seemed to target here and, and trade for um, is the, is the plan to, you know, kind of anchor the roster and, and be really, you know, hopefully they're stars in two to three years and that's where you're at the top of the league or you know, what's the strategy with, you know, going for those rookie to second year players. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I do like, the idea of having a uh, how old Burks? I know London's still what twenty one. Burks is maybe twenty two. Um, I do like that idea of having two young guys who who could, um, who who showed promise, had some good target share last year, went healthy, and if they, especially Drake London, if he has even anybody not named Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball, it's a good thing. Uh, Traylon Burks, who knows him and Will Levis after Tannehill inevitably gets cut or retires. Um, yeah, I, I think they both have a lot of upside. They could also both flame out like we've seen a lot of other players, but they were, if I remember right, I think they're both first round picks um, and first round wide receivers tend to do pretty well, especially when they take the second year leap. So yeah, I can see those guys. You know, I have Amari Cooper to really mentor Drake London in the locker room. Same with Calvin Ridley, <laughs> as long as they don't gamble. And, yeah, looking forward to see those. Um, I don't want to give away too much of my my formula that I think I have for now. But the secret sauce, can't can't right. share all of it. Yeah, that, that will be an interesting dynamic with having a podcast where you're talking to everyone else in your league is – how do you talk about your team without, you know, giving away your, your trade secrets? Just send out smoke screens nonstop. Right. You could just blatantly lie. Um, that <laughs> is one strategy. So, 
I will yeah. say that when you went and got Traylon Burks, I loved that loved that trade for you. It was something with like J.K. Dobbins, maybe some picks were involved, but and it actually might have been a three teamer. I don't know if you remember the details of it, but I loved going to get Traylon Burks and parting with J.K. Even though J.K. could be incredible I know. this year. Will has asked for J.K. Dobbins since the first week I was in the league. Since like the very first thing I, I tried to trade with him and it took, took a while, but he finally got his wish respect for not budging on that one. Um, let's see. What was it? Um, oh, I think it was a three teamer. That was a little weird. It, it was. Cause I think it was like you will and Jacob at one point and then it maybe switched to Allen or. So Brian, I essentially Brian traded Jesus, yeah. all of them. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think I essentially traded J.K. Dobbins in a 2025 second for Burks in a 2024 second. So, so pretty much J.K. Dobbins for Burks straight up. Yeah, more or yeah. less. Yeah. Which I think for the the runway of your team makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm pretty high. Honestly, I'm pretty high on both of those guys. Um, but Burks literally has no one competing with him for – that job in Tennessee right now. So he should get a ton of targets this year. You don't like Kyle Phillips? <laughs> not not a fan. Until Hopkins signs the with, with the Titans. And that then that true. would really stink. It's true. It's looking yeah. like he's going to the Pats, though. There's mutual respect, you know, whatever that means. It's a great question on what that actually means. Uh, do you want to know, you want to start getting into some of these trades since we've kind of transitioned yeah. into that yeah let's uh let's transition into segment two and talk some trades so i think the first one we had since the last time we talked was between alan and michael and i think preston actually has a little light that he can share on this trade as well but the trade in and of itself was Michael gave up Allen's second round pick in 2024 for Brian Robinson. So Preston, do you have a little background on that trade that you would like to <laughs> like to get off your chest right now? I think I texted Allen probably five times to try to get Brian Robinson each time. No, man, I just have a soft spot for Brian Robinson. No, man, I love Brian <laughs> Robinson. No, man. And then he trades him for a second. I definitely offered more than a second. Do you do you have any of the the trades that you offered him? <laughs> the receipts? Do, you, do I have the receipts? Yeah, do you have any of the receipts of those? Uh, I don't know if I do. You I can just be... just go recreate that offer to to Michael and see if Michael <laughs> accepts it. <laughs> yeah, he might. Who knows? <laughs> no, he needs running backs now, though. Yeah. Um, no, I I I love Allen getting his second round pick back. Um, you know, controlling his own destiny for this year and incentivizing getting that second round pick as high as possible if indeed he he is tanking, which, you know, we'll have him on the podcast get his thoughts on if he's tanking. But I think that he has said publicly that he's waving the white flag for this year. So it's good for him to get that pick back. Uh, TBD on the first round pick. But Jacob's probably not letting that one go. All right, I found one. I did offer him James Conner and the 
204 in 2023, so this last draft, for Brian Robinson and the 210. So I guess he wasn't necessarily gaining. He was moving up in the draft and still having a running back. But I personally, being a now owner of James Conner, I would have accepted that in a heartbeat. If that makes you feel better, Preston. Well, the fact that you are the current owner of James Conner, yeah, I know you would have accepted that. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to ask, though, you wanted to get Brian Robinson and you currently have Antonio Gibson on your team? Did you have Antonio Uh, Gibson at the time? No, no. That's a recent addition. After the Brian Robinson talk stalled. Okay. You You just like the commander's running backs. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be catching a lot of passes and running on occasion. And I'll take that. I'm, I'm a fan of him this year too, which we can kind of jump into our second trade here that we've had since, uh, since we last spoke, but this one was between Jacob and of course, Brian. And so Jacob gave up Michael Pittman Jr. and a 2024 third round pick. Uh, not sure. I think Jacob's 2024 third. Yeah. His own. For, okay, for Christian Watson and Brian's 2024 third. So when you're looking at this, it's it's basically a Watson for Pittman type of trade here. Maybe a couple spots up in the third round, but in the third round, you're not looking at a lot there. So Noah, do you have any, any initial thoughts on this trade? Yeah. I mean, from a commissioner standpoint, super easy one to pass through. So appreciate that from both of you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You know, I think Pittman and Watson two very similar players overall um, in like just in overall value. I think, People see them as a wide receiver, too, right now. Um, I'd say Watson's got more of the upside and a longer runway, given he's going into his second year, and I think Pittman's going into his fourth. Um, but they're both in very weird situations where they, you know, they're, they're, they've got new quarterbacks. Um, Pittman's a little bit more proven with three years of production. That hasn't been fantastic production but he also hasn't really had a quarterback he's had a different quarterback every year he's been in Indianapolis sadly so uh so I think there's upside on either way Christian Washington's probably got the higher ceiling so Jacob's betting on that um as he plans for the future it's funny I was actually with Jacob when he made this trade and he was telling me that Brian was trying to get Michael Pittman from him, and it was based around Christian Watson. And I jokingly told Jacob, if he won't accept Christian Watson for Michael Pittman straight up, just toss in the third-round picks and see if he'll do it, thinking to myself that that really didn't trade, change the trade that much, and which Jacob then did, and it was accepted immediately, which was a, kind of funny um, to kind of look at. And I, I had a, a little bit of a different mindset on it, though, with – Michael Pittman having Anthony Richardson as his starting quarterback and never really does a rookie QB produce a wide receiver one or wide receiver two in their first year. And so um, for Jacob's perspective, I love it because I think 
Pittman's value will probably take a little bit of a hit this year. Um, unless Anthony Richardson comes out and looks like Andrew Luck, which I guess is a possibility. Um, but then again, you could also say the same thing for Christian Watson, where Jordan Love could come out and not look like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, which is what the Packers have had for 15 years. So could very much go either way. But uh, we can yeah. we can dive into dive into our next trade that we had that we all in my opinion we almost have to look at these next two trades in a in a little package deal um and one of them does include preston so we've kind of kept preston on for for this segment as well um but the first trade was between michael and i and i traded michael joe mixon and i don't even know chris rodriguez is that his name yeah chris rodriguez for michael's 2024 first all the while in the back of my head having a com- well not in the back of my head realistically having a conversation with Preston in hopes that I could flip Michael's first Preston I can now confess my goal was to flip Michael's first for Miles Sanders and in theory in my head I was trading Joe Mixon for Miles Sanders who I view very much on the same tier uh only Miles Sanders just got a new contract and Joe Mixon is waving guns struggling at yeah yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot going on in his life. So so in my head, I was basically trading Joe Mixon for Miles Sanders, in which case then made the trade with Michael. Preston then decided that he did not want to part with Miles Sanders for a first-round pick, even though, as we discussed in my rant last week, at one point Preston did say, if you'd like Miles Sanders, come with a first-round pick, which I then did. But then Preston said that. <laughs> so uh, there was that. Hey, so things then- change, man. <laughs> things change. I knew you've been trying to get Miles Sanders for weeks. So, and my Michael's, little birdies talk too. So, that's all I'm going to say. And Michael's 2024 first is not quite as valuable as some other first round picks, too. So, it's that is uh, fair. It's true. But this did lead into the trade that Preston and I did eventually agree on, which was Michael's 2024 first, a 2025 third for James Conner and Deontay Johnson, which I think I may like more than just Miles Sanders. So I think I'm okay with it, but Preston, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on this trade. I know we talked about the trade beforehand, but we haven't really kind of discussed why we did the trade. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your logic behind this. trade, Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm in this weird, can be competitive, probably won't win a ton, don't want to go to Waffle House situation. Um, As far as I know, he's the clear starter. Keontae Ingram is not taking his touches unless he gets hurt. And I also realized that the Cardinals are not going to be winning a lot of games this year. So they're not going to be running the ball late in games to run out the clock. They're going to be... I mean, I, I don't know. They, they Cliff Kingsbury and the air raid is not there anymore, so maybe they will run a lot more than I think. Um, but I just think they're going to be bad, and I don't really like running backs on bad teams. So got rid of him. Deontay Johnson hurts a little bit because even though – I forget what he finished last year, but he didn't score a single touchdown, and it was still a pretty decent fantasy option. And his previous years, I think – like seven was the least amount of touchdowns that he's caught, or maybe it was six, something like that. So that hurt a little bit, but I knew he was like, if I wanted to get a first round pick back, 
James Conner wasn't going to cut it. Um, and I do have a decent amount of receivers. I don't know if I would be starting Deontay Johnson. Um, so I figured what the heck, uh, throw him in there. We got the deal done. I'm fine with it. I like it. I got my first round pick for next year or a first round pick for next year back. Yeah. I was, I was surprised you didn't push for it to be your first more. I did. I tried, but I also realized James Conner and a Steelers receiver probably isn't getting me a top four, five, six pick. Um, I mean, what am I saying? It would would not have. Yeah. The 12 pick, 10 pick, the 12 pick, right. As you've discussed, your team will compete and should compete. So I also didn't want to be in a weird spot of, I have my own pick, but I want to win games or like being upset if I won a game because my pick was then less Mm. valuable. That's a good point. I, I have not heard that, that side of the perspective. There is some freedom there of, you know, just, try your best and uh you don't have a conflicting motivations of tanking for next year at the same time Uh, which is funny because i i looked at it a little different of you were giving me james connor and deontay johnson who they may not have started for your team but would have been fill-in players on some bye weeks and things like that so to me it was preston loses two kind of role players to his roster but I also still keep his first. So in my head, it's it's almost like a win-win. But I I will also say that I did need Deontay Johnson to kind of fill in a flex position for me. And if I want to compete, I also have to have two starting running backs. So James Conner will <laughs> slot into that spot pretty well. Um, but I also very much have James Conner and Joe Mixon in a, in a similar tier. Uh, for this upcoming year, and I think they both probably are looking at one more year anyways. Um, so for them, it's kind of same tier. Joe Mixon's better value, better offense, more guaranteed work if he is on the roster. Uh, and Deontay Johnson obviously is very much tied to how does Kenny Pickett look during this time, which as a Browns fan, I hope he's terrible. So kind of got a little little bit of a rooting rooting against Kenny Pickett, but also for Deontay Johnson, which usually doesn't go well. <laughs> so really, Preston, you made a great trade to just fully be a Browns fan and get rid of any Steelers players you had on your team. There <laughs> is a part of me that just doesn't want any other AFC North players. Um, so that is maybe one of my weaknesses you can prey on if anybody wants some. Uh, maybe that's why I got rid of Dobbins. Who knows? There you go. The question All is, right. do you have any right now, though? I don't know if I do. Just uh, – just Browns players. Just I Browns think. players. <laughs> no one to no one to there get it right now. Don't trade Preston any AFC North competitive players. Noted. Unless anyone's anyone would like Keaton Mitchell, who is on Preston's <laughs> taxi squad. Yeah, may not be for long. We'll see how waivers go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I'd say as the only objective. Um, perspective here on this given trade uh it makes sense for both of you um i think james connor is what really is the wild card in this trade of you know the the cardinals are pretty clearly not going to compete from day one 
and James Connors like what thirty or something like that. Like so, there's a very real scenario 20, where 28, 28, right, 28, 28 is not thirty. He's twenty-eight. He's a cancer survivor. You know he he could uh, he could be around forever. Maybe he's invincible, but he could also be just burnt out and done. So um, I think there's a scenario where he's just washed and uh, Caleb become you know playoffs and he's no longer even like playing um but real possibility there's also you know it does look like it's his backfield from day one um so you know if he gets the workload and kyler comes back weeks week eight or something um i'm hoping he just throws 100 balls a game to hollywood brown but they're gonna need to run the ball at some point so if Connor is like a legitimate RB two, uh, Caleb, I think I think you win this trade. Um, but if Michael stumbles in that twenty twenty four first round is you know pick six or seven versus like eleven, then uh, that's a pretty valuable pick going into a strong twenty twenty four class. So as with everything, I think it depends. I'd lean towards Caleb winning this one. Uh, if I'm voting objectively as of today. Hey, we're not here to win. We're just here to compete. <laughs> there you go. I love that attitude. It's, it's a good attitude. Uh, I think that I think that wraps up the, the trades we've had since we, we last talked, Noah. Yeah, I think that's it for the trade segment. So, uh, you know, we'll see how much – trades we have to discuss over the offseason but if things continue to go the way they've been going then we'll continue to have material for the segment uh, every time we refresh for a podcast but we can uh hop on to segment three um preston we'll go ahead and say goodbye to you here thank you so much for uh being on the pod and and giving your time on this uh sunday night uh we appreciated having you on gentlemen always a pleasure All right, and our last segment for today, uh, we're back with Caleb's rant of the week. Uh, Caleb, you've alluded to you know, waiting on something to discuss until this point. Uh, so what, what's, on your, what's on your mind? Uh, what do you need to get off your chest today? Yeah, I, I debated whether to even bring this rant up as it would bring light to uh... – some of my desires for certain players from certain teams. Uh, but I think it needs to be said. So if anyone has been following the, the sleeper league chat, they may have noticed that someone has said some running backs are available in the league. Um, so if anyone has seen that, you can go check that out. If you haven't, I now have told you that, which has now drove up the asking price of any player that I may have wanted. Um, but I know I noticed that this was a request and replied back and have inquired about certain players on that team only to learn that those players that are allegedly available are also valued much higher than maybe any other value calculator would say. So I have, um, kind of crafted my rant as 
I I don't like when someone says that X player is available when in reality they are only available for double a normal asking price. So they're they're not exactly available, but they, they may be available. It'd be the equivalent of kind of me going to my roster and saying, hey, Bijan is available. Yes, he is available, but he's also the number one dynasty running back to me and to a lot of other people. So the asking price is very high, and it would take a lot for him to be parted with from my team for lots of reasons. One, just being my love of Bijan and my also attending Waffle House for Bijan um, commitment that I made last year. But yeah, I just I I I don't really I don't I don't like that mindset. I I love trades, so anytime someone says someone's available, I'm probably gonna reach out because it's just it's fun and it's uh it's safer than than sports betting, so it's kind of a good good avenue to let that out, you know. Um, but when it comes to a scenario like this, it uh it's not very fun, and you know. I've already voiced this to this individual, so it'll come as no surprise to them. Um, but I love how you're keeping the, his name a secret. Like he didn't tell the whole league that his six amazing running backs are available. I know they're all they're all great running backs, and I gave fantastic offers for all of them. So that know. that feels like a very relative statement. To I'm <laughs> fantastic offers for all of them. You want you want to? Do I no. need to read any of these offers to you, Noah? I mean, I mean, I. Th- this is the the give and take, you know. As as host of the podcast, our we're we're airing our our own thoughts more often. So people have got ammo. So it's up to you if you want to provide that ammo. To uh... listen, I feel like I've attacked enough people that I probably should have provide some ammunition for people to attack me when they inevitably do come on this podcast. So um, I will say I was, I was communicated that there should be some, some wide receivers in the mix here. So you can tell me if you would have accepted any of the trades um, and we can kind of go from there. But one of the trades was Debo Samuel and Josh Downs for Ramondre Stevenson, which I think you would say no to. No. Um, Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. So, and I think I would say no too, so I'm okay with that one. Um, another one was Amon Ra St. Brown, Josh Downs for Brees Hall, and a combination of Sky Moore or some other kind of just individual on that roster. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I mean, Amon Ra is a really good player, but uh, Brees Hall is maybe the dynasty RB2 right now. Uh, eh, maybe, maybe not. He's, he's definitely top five. I will so. say that one was turned down for the reason of, I don't want you to have Bijan and Brees Hall, <laughs> That's which fair. you would be surprised. This could have been my rant of the week is people looking at the roster of who they are trading to and deciding not to trade because of how that roster would look instead of looking at their own roster. Cause I've been, I have missed out on, on a couple things due to people looking and saying, I don't want you to have, let's just say, <laughs> Nick Chubb and Bijan on the same roster. 
Well, you know, that's why we created divisions. So, you know, now you can just say, I'm not in your division, so just don't worry about me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is that is bringing, that is making it personal where it's like, eh, that trade might be fair, but uh, I don't like you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're not that good. But And the, the last one that I did offer, I offered a 2024 first and Josh Downs for Ramondre. Which which first round pick? Didn't even get that far in the discussion. Okay. Okay. I mean, all of those are are uh, they're not bad. I don't know if I would have accepted any of them if I were said person. Um, But I I would I would not have either because I sent them. But (laughs) um, and if you learn anything about me, I I genuinely believe that I win every trade I make. So. Call me, call me whatever you want, but that is my belief. Yeah, well, I know we've made some trades that you've lost, so I guess, you know, teach their own. <laughs> we are going to have to break down our the trade that we did, the, the uh, Garrett Wilson for CeeDee Lamb trade at some point, because that was a big one for both of our teams. It was, yes. We'll, uh, we'll have to do that maybe when we get into some – some division talk later in the later in the off season. Good call. All right. Well, I think your rant is valid. Um, you know, I think everyone's trying to win the, the given trade, uh, but uh, don't don't try to trade the guy that you're super high on. You know, because it's probably just not going to work out. Like, for instance, Hollywood Brown. I think Hollywood Brown is severely undervalued right now. Um, and I traded for him. So I'm not going to put him on the block and try to sell him for my perceived value because it's probably like, you know, 20% higher than average. So it's fair. And uh, sorry if, if you hurt anyone's feelings that we remained uh, anonymous on who you, specifically you were targeting. But we discussed it on the golf course. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. Um, it's a, it's a good episode two here, and we'll we'll close it out and then see who we can have on the podcast uh, for the next episode here in a week or two. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this a little later with uh, with just getting back from the Greece trip and the layover in London. So thank you for doing that. And, yeah, it's good to have Preston on. I think it was a good first guest for us. So all good stuff. Yeah, I had to have the podcast pro on get some of the kinks out. So uh, you could definitely right. tell he's done this before. Yeah, his his transitions were a little better than ours, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, in spirit of that, I'll transition to the ending and say uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you next time.